One, two, three, you're live. Welcome back, beautiful people of Community Christian Church. Welcome to Bible study. And I think we're going to actually study Romans today. So. This is Jacob, by the way. Oh, okay, I guess we're going into introductions. Oh, no. I'm Jacob, one of the leaders of the Bible study. No, you. It's, it's the teachers. I share the word. Amen. All right. Well, I'm not a teacher either, but. All right, they already told you who I was. Go on, Nick. Oh, <laughs> that's Pastor Matt. You just told me who he was. Okay, well, I'm Paul. Yeah. Who's the guy next to you? Jacob. Say your name away. Orlando, just say your name away. Jackie. Hi, Jacob. Barry Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Who's out in the audience? Dear. 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 <laughs> oh, she said it. She did. She <laughs> All right, so we are going to be in Romans 4 today. We're going to read the whole chapter, and then we're going to refresh the first 13 verses real quickly so it's back in our minds, um, and then try and finish through the rest of the rest of the chapter today. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, we'll pray in real quick and then we'll get started. So, a commercial break. Oh, someone's got a commercial break. Oh, there's just no no good news night this oh, Friday yeah. because of our revival. What? Yeah. We have a, the, this Friday there's no good news night uh, because we have a, a revival at six thirty Friday and six thirty. So, Saturday. so we will be here. It's just, it'll be a revival service instead of a uh, good news night. So good news nights will continue the following weekend. And then that next day, Saturday, will also be another revival service. And then Sunday will be Easter service. So I believe Matt has some times if you guys want to help us walk the neighborhood or um, we can go to your guys' communities. Because you guys live around here. So We're going to go Friday. We did there. Oh, you guys did? Okay. We're going to go Friday just before, like, you know, and then we're going to go Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock. I need to go get my uncle's food, so pray. No. And Jesus. Why did he ask me to go get the food? I wanted to. Pray, Nick. All right. I well, got no mic. Yes, you do, actually. <laughs> You're loud. Okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this wonderful time to gather, Lord. Uh, help us understand what you have in store for us. Uh, teach us, Lord. Let let us not be uh, let this not be man's thought, but your thought, Lord. Um, help it uh, enter our hearts and our ears and our minds, Lord. And, uh, help us understand it. Bless the uh, study in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're in Romans 4 today, finally, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, whoever is online, hello. Uh, have we got anyone yet? Hi, Roger. Hey, Roger. How's Hi. it going? Um, there's another person. Not sure who it is. There's two. Oh, there's another oh, person. Kathy. Oh, Hi, Kathy. Oh, no, there's a third one. I lost my phone. Alright, so uh, for those online we're gonna who are just turning tuning in, go ahead and open your book to Romans chapter four. 
And we're going to read through it real quick and then refresh the first 13 verses and then continue on with the study finally. So um, let's get into the word. So 4.1, it says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, wages are not, a cr not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteous, uh, righteousness apart from, the, from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Is this blessedness not for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstance was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received circumcision as a sign, a seal of righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then, he is the father of all who believe, but have not been circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is then also the father of the, of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but also follow in the footsteps of faith that our father Abraham but had before he was circumcised. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing, and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have faith, the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead, and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening his, in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through he did not waver through unbelief regarding the, the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus... Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, he delivered over the to death 
for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. That's a lot of no, there is a lot to say. So, yeah, that's just reading through it. We can't let Matt do that because he'll just he'll stop in the middle of it. I wanted to read something to you. Where are you going? No, you got the point, Matt. Go ahead. The third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, "If anyone worships the beast and his image." And receives his mark on the forehead or the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury. You which, tell us where you're at. Which has been poured, uh, full, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. He will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their uh, of their torment rises forever and ever. There is no day of rest. What's that? Yeah, yeah, tell us where you're at. Revelation, like, 13 or 14 or 14, 9. Okay, 14, 9. 11. But did that answer your question? Which question? From last night. What, what question was that? It says forever and ever. Oh. And there will be no day of rest. Oh, I get you, I get you. You're right. Sorry, go back to your. No, I haven't heard Isaiah 63 now. You read it. You brought it up. It's your Well, I don't. I don't really know Isaiah. I haven't read Isaiah yet. Okay, it says, "Who is coming from Edom, from Bosa Hall, with his garment stained crimson?" Who is this robed in splendor, striding forward in the greatness of his strength? It is I, speaking in righteous, righteousness, mighty to save. Why are your garments, why are your garments stained? Why are your garments red like those, those of one treading the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone. From the nations, no one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood spattered my garments and stained all my clothes, for the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redemption has come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled that no one gave support, so my own arm salvation for me and my own wrath sustained me I trampled the nations in my anger and my wrath I made them drunk and poured their blood on the ground I just want them to read it what did you want me to read it for because of what Matt was talking about with the wine press oh. and how the day of the vengeance is coming and the Lord has that final day. Right, justice will be served. And grace, we're delivered from his vengeance. We're delivered from drinking with the cup of his wrath. And that's so Abraham. That's a weird way to put it. Drinking with the cup of his wrath. <laughs> well, is that why? Understand, understand Isaiah is a prophet. And yeah. He's prophesying about what Christ is going to do. 
right here when he's talking about this, he's talking about himself. It says, their, uh, their blood um, spattered my garments. And it says right here, and I stained all my clothing. And I stained all my clothing. He took it. He took our sins. Right. You know what I mean? Hi, Judy. For the day Hi, Judy. of vengeance in, in my heart, the, the, the year of my redemption has come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was, uh, he was, he was, everyone else was in sin except for him. He had to be the one. I was, um, what's it Paul? That no one gave me, gave support. So my own arm worked my salvation. He had to do it to himself, sacrifice himself. I, and my own wrath sustained me. He had to. He had to take our death. That's crazy. He took his own wrath against himself to set us free. That's some backwards, whacked out stuff. Isn't it? Yes, but that's a dialogue I wanted because when I read that for the first time, I seen it in so many different ways. Because I seen it in the perspective of the Lord being tired of his servants who kept falling and falling away, that he had to pour it out himself, that he had to stop and crush everything himself because his servants were thrown out to praise his name so there was no one with him. And his natural response was, really, how dare you? <laughs> so instead, He's like, I'm the father, I'm the good shepherd, I'm the one who does the work, so I will be the work. That's what it's all about. And then I see it in the light of Jesus. Did the work to himself. Yeah, there's so many ways I was just curious on how to do this and what to do the first time reading. Right. All right, well, we're back in Rome. Sorry about that. Relax. Quick detour, we'll see if we get through four now. <laughs> what if you hurry up? <laughs> Come on, kid. I don't know. That one, you can't get that one like, is sidewinding. You can't get in. I thought, it was, I thought it had to do something with Romans 4. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was well, like, I mean, everything goes together. I mean, you're right. You're not because, wrong. But you, okay, could definitely, so. you could definitely pull things out of that to. Reach yeah. what we're, we're talking about. Because the whole thing, Abraham was justified by faith, and through the Spirit, we all are in that area anymore. You yeah. can rise into his kingdom rather than be part of the kingdom that's trampled. Yep. It actually fits perfectly because our belief in, in what we just read in Isaiah uh, is what sets us free. Yeah, essentially, uh, no, it actually does go real good with the first three chapters. Of Romans because it's talking about God's wrath and what we just read was um <laughs> I just said essentially uh, don't worry about it. Why are you gonna worry about it? <laughs> just be yourself, Jacob. I say I mean, come on, Jacob. Jacob. You can't even say the word that you use the most, that's your catchphrase. I didn't even so notice I said that word until yesterday. <laughs> alright, alright. Right. Where are we at the moments for? We're not the beginning. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go over we're gonna make sure that everyone's on the same page real quick and then you're gonna get me out Yeah, we're gonna get quick. Alright, ready? Alright. Alright, so you guys remember what chapters 1, 2, and 3 are about? 
Yeah. About how we're all sinners? Yeah. And we're all on the same page? So who can save us, right? Can we get into heaven? Only one way. Only one way. Which way is that? And how 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 through 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 what way? Uh, right. But what is it by? Well, what is it by? Right. We just read it right before this. It's faith. Yeah. Faith. yeah. Faith. Come on, guys. He gets asleep. <laughs> no, they were all good. Yeah, I know they were. I'm just I'm just being funny. All right. So we know through faith, we can be saved, right? All right, so but this next part is going to explain how, by faith, it all works. All right, so here we go. First verse. Uh, what then shall we say, Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, discovered in this manner, if, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. And then he goes into one of the most important verses you should like memorize for the rest of your life because every time someone asks you a Bible question, this is how you should answer it. Yeah. What does Scripture say? Right? That's how we should always look at it. Anytime someone asks us a question about the Bible. Or anytime you're going to try to help somebody too because yeah. people come to you and they're talking to you about things, you need to use God's Word to help them. Yep. And if you can't essentially, if you can't, if you can't hear God, you can always go back to the Scripture, and you can hear God through the Scripture. You know what I mean? You know, a That's lot of times gonna... you don't even need to unpack the verse. If, if the Spirit's in it, He's, he's going to speak through it and touch the heart. Someone's seeing it in front of it. Yep, exactly. So, That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. We try so hard to explain it, but probably we just <laughs> need to read it. Right. It, the, the more you study the more you realize it's simple, right? And it's as simple as love. And if it's hard, get back to basics because we're making it hard. Right. Because it's simple. It's so simple because God, God's will is that none were perish, that all come to each other. Right. And so if, if it's hard, then all's not going to get it. So it has to be simple. Right. That's my testimony. I can still love my uncle. <laughs> simple as the simple does. All right, so it says, what does scripture say? Abraham believed it was credited to him as righteousness. And you can actually read that verse from Genesis 15, 6 directly, right? As he put it in there, what does scripture say, right? And it says directly, he believed God and God saw it as righteousness, right? Now, to the one who works... Wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. All right, you guys understand what that means? It's not by, it's not by any type of work. It's by faith. It's by faith alone. If you have faith and do nothing, but you have faith in God, you're credited as righteousness. Right? You're righteous in God's eyes. Faith alone in Christ. Right? And it but if you have if you don't put your faith in, in, in Christ and you do all that Christ says, thinking that you're gonna justify yourself, you become religious, right? You're gonna do all this, you're gonna all your you essentially you go back to the law, right? And we're supposed to be set apart from the law. You know, as as we read earlier. Um so 
What we want to do is we want to keep our eyes on Christ, and through keeping our eyes on Christ, we will live in such a way that we will want to be his hands and feet. So we will live in that way, right? You don't want to focus on, you, you don't want to wake up every morning thinking you messed up. You want to you want to wake up every morning thinking, you know what, God, what do you got in store for me today? Let's do this thing. You know, that's what you want because you're going to pick up your cross daily, right? Because a, a Christian walk is a continual walk of repentance because we're going to sin. We can't stop sinning, you know? Isn't that what the law teaches, essentially? That no matter what you do, you're never going to live up to fulfill this. And then you go through that time where you're in the religion, but then as you grow into a relationship, you discover that Christ is fulfilled that. So you just need to let Christ be Christ and Him growing in. What would the scripture say? For what you just said. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> well, uh, I can see it through the Torah. Like if you read the the book of Exodus, it's very harsh. And then towards in later in Deuteronomy, there's a different way the law is portrayed. Right? There's a little bit more mercy in it. When it comes to like Deuteronomy like six compared to like the Ten Commandments and the cat popping out and God's wrath is destroying them, you know, like. <laughs> Nick was 100% right, though, too, because yeah. the law was written uh, to show us that we were sinners. Right. Because well, there, was no, there was no way, there was no way to um, to fulfill it. Not one of us could fulfill it. Only Christ could fulfill it. Right. That's what made him the living sacrifice for us. And, and get so, it the living sacrifice because the law brought death, but Christ brings life. He's the living sacrifice. He was the only one that could do it. And your faith in him and what he did is, there, there's a reason for it because we can't do it. Every one of us are going to, uh, would perish without Christ. And every one of us, even in Christ, when he comes to receive us, uh, are going to be caught in sin. But his blood's going to cover us. Right. That's what we just read. And I wasn't trying to spoil Jacob, honest. I was just curious because when I first round about reading through it, I was like, oh man, I hate my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, uh... <laughs> well, I was just getting to the point where I couldn't fulfill it, so I was like, right. this is ridiculous. <laughs> right, because uh, I, I remember... So many people live their lives trying because yeah. that's what people tell them, and that... Right there. He said earlier that that's, that's what that's what religion is. Right. Is doing something religiously to try to overcome. But but the truth is, you guys, if we'll stop all that yeah. and just because we don't have a religion, we have a relationship with right. our with our maker. Yeah, but so if we'll just teach if we'll just stop all that and we'll spend time with Jesus, he'll make the changes. Right, which is a, like that's like a small introduction into chapter seven of Romans. Because you know stuff I'm happy he knows that though you know um, the thing is is like when yeah when you try when you try to do the law of what it says you know um, some of it's gonna come easy here you're just gonna change overnight and then some of it it's gonna rip you apart you're gonna you're gonna be constantly failing constantly you right? remember the rich guy there's no Wait a minute, do you remember the rich guy? Right? He was wealthy and he went to Jesus and he wanted to follow him and he said he said, I've kept all the commandments. I, I've done all this stuff, right? And Jesus said, Okay, but there's one thing. 
Do you know the one thing he told him broke the commandments? Yeah. So he didn't keep them all. He just showed him the part that he broke. Well, it also showed and in it's that the same with all of us. We could be good enough to do a lot of them. But we break one, we break them all. In that in that teaching, um, you can see that he was following the law because he had to, not because he wanted to. And that's the difference: is that if we focus on Christ, we want to be renewed. We don't. We don't have to do this because it's the only way I'm going to get renewed. It's like, well, I want to act this way because there's a whole different world that you see now. There's a renewing of your mind, you know? That's when your faith becomes alive and you're open to a relationship with Christ and not just the knowing and knowledge and, well, I'm just reading this to know what it takes to be a better person, know what it takes to be a Christian. You're opening yourself in your heart to Christ. Yeah. Essentially, we have to remember what he did because without him, we would be lost. Right. If you, That's exactly, that's the home run right there. You know. You know. You'd be lost. If you can remember, like, if you can remember what he did for you, you'll always be in that spirit, you know. And in that spirit, you're, you're, you, you feel filled, you know, and you're ready to do the Lord's work. You're not ready to do your own work. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the whole purpose. If he says, if you love me, obey my commands, right? And uh, he also says that all the law and the prophet can be summed up in uh, love your neighbor and love your God, you know? And so if we, if, if we look, keep our eyes on Christ, on things above, you know, the, the sin in us, because sin will, is still a part of us, you know, we don't get saved and die and then go see Jesus. No, we get saved, and then there's a there's a there's a sculpting, a molding thing that we go through, right? And something's gonna be overnight, and then six months down the road, you're gonna realize your personality is a little different than it used to be. And then after two or three years, you're gonna be a whole different person. The you know? thing is, you know what he's sculpting. Himself. Yeah. Sculpting himself in you out of us, making us into himself. Yeah. So you're gonna mess up, and that's the beauty, because if you Right, that's the beauty. And and if you realize that, when you talk to another stranger on the street, with you realizing what chapter three is all about, that we're all sinners, right? And you realize what we're reading in chapter four, right? That he's molding us then when someone else messes up, you're not going to judge that person because you're going to realize that they're just the same sinner. Isn't that crazy? You're going to realize that because you're you're doing the works that the faith produces, not the works that you have to do. You're right? going to be an encourager, right? Putting them down, right? right? You're not you're not going to become a, a a righteous sinner. You're going to be. Uh, or a self-righteous sinner, you know. Point him to Christ, knowing he's going to make the change. Right. And that's the difference, because if you wake up every morning, and trust me, I was there for a little bit, and, and you feel like you messed up every morning, you're like, oh, God, I messed up again. Forgive me, you know. Asking um, forgiveness is the key. Right. But um, you'll, if you're doing it as a, a do-gooder, you know, that's where that's where you're going you're gonna to come to this point where um, you like implode on it, like you, you can't live up to it, you know, and then you're not going to pick up your cross that day, you know, or you're going to go and sin, and you're like, well, I'm not ready to stop sinning, so I'm just going to keep sinning until I'm ready to go back, you know what I mean? But you, you'll find yourself there, 
you know. But if you keep your eyes on Christ when you do sin, you're just like, oh, Lord, forgive me. And you're, because you don't lose your righteousness. You know, you once you get saved, you have it. There's only one righteous, and he gives it to you. You know? So that's why, that's why you can't lose it, because he, he did it. It's not something we earn. Right. That's and that's, that's what the whole thing's about, yeah. is that this is a free gift. There's nothing, when you do the works, it's an obligation, right? You, you get your paycheck. You don't go, oh, wow, thank you. I didn't know. You go, oh, man, they took 40% of my check and gave it to the government? Yeah. Like, what is this? And you got to keep living up to your work, too. Right. But when it's a free gift, it's given to you. You know, there's nothing that you did to deserve it. It's just a free gift. Now you do it because God so loved us. And that's why we can't brag either. Right. So many of us want to brag about all these things, but we have no reason to. But when you brag, don't you see that when you're in that bragging situation, you're not looking to Christ. You're looking to the works to produce. That's right. You know? But we have no right to brag anymore. So when you when you realize your work, if you're looking at Christ and, and you run into another stranger, you're going to live in such that way where... Um, you're gonna live in such a way where, man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. That was funny. <laughs> right. Uh, you're gonna live in such a way where you're not judging your neighbor because he's cussing every other word. You're gonna just bear with him and try and live in such a way where he realizes, like, oh. That's the way Jacob was when I met him. Yeah. For real. It's not even joking. I was a construction worker, you know? I put in electricity. That's how it was That's the way Paul was when I met him. You know, you, you just li- you don't you don't judge your brother because what what does it say earlier in this book? It says it's the gentleness. Or who is he? In chapter two, it says. Man, I wish I had this memorized. I should have it memorized. <coughs> Einstein says that's what books are for. No, no. They ask, they ask, how much do you memorize? Oh, wait, that's the chapter. Do you show contempt for the riches and the kindness and patience? Two, verse four. Not realizing that God's kindness leads to repentance. Right, it's the kindness of God that leads you to repentance. It's not you judging your brother saying, hey, get right with God. You know, it's more of a, like bearing with that person, you know, and then when when an opportunity shows itself, God's God's at work. You know what I mean? It's not you at work. It's God at work. You know, we died and was bought. We were bought with a price, you know, so. Hi, Jordan. I won't tell anyone you're late. <laughs> Jordan. How's the sound sound? He's getting bounced next week. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be kind yeah, of but it's not. But it's not to be. Um, it's not so that it's vengeful towards me. If you want to get back at him eventually, because <laughs> it was, it was, um, I was very hard Well, the do this. Being kind to him is actually. Um, the hot coals is actually putting out their fire. It's putting this fire because uh, it 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 really it really puts something in someone. Especially like if someone's yelling at you. I had I had this time on the freeway that 
this this lady cut me off and I started fishtailing and I wound up spun around facing oncoming traffic at full speed too and I'm like I just put my head down I just knew it was over and and I later a minute then I looked up and everyone had stopped and so now I'm mad so <laughs> so I turned and I caught up to that lady I sped I'm speeding and I get up I catch up to her and I'm just about to start yelling and she goes looks at me and she goes so, <laughs> <laughs> just like oh, yeah, that, that, that's like the hot coals. Yeah. And she said I just melted. Like, too late. Okay. Okay. Like two hours later, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Apology. We don't we don't I would have ran her off the road. Yeah. Really? You got, really, Matt? I got a testimony about the opposite happening, and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to it. So we understand what those two verses are going over, right? You know, it was it's a free gift. There's nothing we can do. And it's by faith alone, right? So he's gonna go into even David says it. This was wait, 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 wait. Please, 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 please. Five, please. Okay, go ahead. Watch, watch five, you guys. This is everything we were talking about. Yeah, I know because we read it. Whoever. <laughs> however, however, to the man who does not work but trust God, who justifies the wicked, you know what he's saying, you guys? We're the wicked. We're just like everybody else, but he justifies us. You, you don't, you don't, you don't work for anything. It's, I don't know. I just keep saying it over and over again. But people, people think they do, but they don't. There's nothing we can do that he hasn't already done for us. We need to recognize that. We're we're covered, we're covered in our transgressions. Yeah, what more can you do But what it's saying to me is that that's why that's why we do the things we do for him. <laughs> that's why. Right. <laughs> right. Because because uh, I I don't know if we already read it in Romans, but it, but. Um, we're considered enemies of God if we're not with Christ, you know, no matter who we are. Like, if you went up to a random stranger and said, you're an enemy, are you an enemy of God? You think they would theologically really understand what that means? Or do you think they would go, hmm, I don't think so, you know? Right. But if we're not with Christ, we're essentially an enemy. And we're going to get into that deeper, you know, on that understanding. And But essentially... What it's saying is that Christ died for us, and when he died for us, we weren't even on the same team. That'd be like if you went into a, a civil war, right, and you fought on one side of the civil war, and on the other side uh, was Christ, right, and you guys are fighting. But he took the bullet for you, and he's not even on the same team, right? It's a bad analogy, but... good. I'm reading the Bible, so the dead grew one man. And, like, That's another spoiler. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. No, 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 no keep going. Oh, that would be like Jesus taking a bullet for you when his team was shooting at you. Yeah, it'd be like if he was on the Raiders and you were on the Broncos and he scored the touchdown for the Broncos. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the reason we love him, the reason we love him so much is because we still we still relate to the wickedness, 
and he still covers us even though we still relate. And that's yeah, those, why those Bronco why our, fans are going to be thrilled, that's right? That's why our love is so great. <laughs> yeah, but Bronco, the Broncos are going to be thrilled, you know. But the Raiders aren't playing this the same game. You see, in that analogy, they're playing a different game. And that's what we realize when we, when we do realize what he did for us. You know, when they get thrilled, they go, "Oh, I understand what you did." You know what I mean? And now they become now they're playing the same game. You know. So here we go, verses six through nine, essentially are all all through the same. So I'm going to read those three, and then we'll look, and then we'll, we'll go over them. So, it says David says the same thing when he speaks the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Now, Jordan said this was, this was a psalm that was later in David's life, in his older years. As far as I can find, though, um, we're trying to get back and forth on it to see where it's actually at. But uh, from what I found, this was another psalm after what happened with Beth- Bathsheba, which was what we went over with when Nathaniel came over in one of our sinner uh, analogies. And Nathaniel was like, oh, you stole that sheep, that one sheep, you know. And you're the, you're the guy when when David essentially was like, oh, that guy should die and pay ten or seven folds or whatever, you know. And Nathaniel goes, that guy was you, you know. And if you read more into the story, uh, the son ends up dying, you know. And he goes through, he he's constantly fasting and pray, praying before this guy died, before his kids dies, you know, because he he wants the kid to live, you know, because he realized what he did. But he realized there's a consequence to what he's done, you know. Even though he sinned and was forgiven, there still is a consequence to pay in that story, you know. So when, we, when we're when we forgiven for our sins, we, we, we're going to have to reap what we sow. It's just what it is. Whether it's good or bad, we reap what we sow, you know. Yeah, I went through them all. Psalm 51 was the only one that, that on, my, on my intro to it says that it was, it was after Nathan came to David. Yeah, I heard. I heard there's actually like four that are around that era. Like a fifty-one is the only one. Fifty-one's like the one that's like straight a part of it. But he he wrote a couple of those psalms in that in that time of distress. You know. So in the in this in this in this psalm, hundreds of years before Christ, right? Fourteen generations before Christ, right? As Matthew would put it, right? He is speaking of what is to come. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, right? No one's died for his sins yet, right? But he's looking forward to that time because he knows his sins will one day be forgiven. You know, not just, not not at the time, but eventually when the Messiah comes, you know, who whose sins are covered, right? Blessed is the ones whose sin the Lord will never count against them, Right? Well, before before Christ, how, how how can your sins never count against you? You see, Jordan wants us to read uh, Galatians six one through ten. I told him he should be here. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't listen to me. You should be here, Jordan. You want to lead it? Sure. 
Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should try should restore him gently, but watch yourself, or you may be tempted. Or or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. If anyone thinks he is something, when he has nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Don't be, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those to those who belong to the family of believers. What was that? Six. Galatians 6, 1 through 10. And now I explain it, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good call, good call. He could have sat in the back today. He would have been live. <laughs> All right. So, so far, any questions, guys? No? Anything? You guys understand it completely 100%? Do you have any questions? Please. Please. Basically, basically, you have to follow the Lord and, and, and do the right thing and not be sinners in order to be His image and pass on the Word of the Lord. Right, but you don't want to do it looking, wanting to be justified through your works. Right. Yeah. You want it to be justified through Christ only. Knowing that you've already fell, fell from the glory of God, right? We all fall short, right? Some some can throw a football like 200 meters, but if you're trying to aim over the San Francisco Bay, right, the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, and uh, who's a good quarterback? Peyton Manning. Is that a, yeah. Is that a Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if he, okay. I'm just trying to be like, I don't know. Jordan's with us. But uh, but if he if, if he throws a football and he's trying to aim over the Golden Gate Bridge, right? But he he chucks it and then, and then you also try too, right? Well, he threw it a lot farther than you did, right? And you threw it way shorter than he did, right? Because we're not professionals. Right. But he still didn't make it over the bridge, so he still fell short. You know what I mean? So don't compare each other. Don't compare yourselves to each other. Compare no. yourselves to God. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we start judging each other. You know? So we always keep our eyes above on heavenly things. You know, we'll we'll be in the spirit. But we're gonna we're gonna sin, but that's what the advocates for. Is what First John says. Especially at work. Yeah. Especially at work. Especially at work, yeah. I mean, because everyone's judging everyone. Right. And that's when 
<laughs> and that's what we're set apart from. Right. You see. Right. And if you if you if you if you realize you're on the outside of that, now you're set apart from it. You know, you can live in such a way where people might go, "Oh, what is that?" You know. You know what I mean? Pretty cool, huh? I've seen a lot of lives change just exactly using the recipe you just said over and over and over again. It's it's the way. That's why this book is so good. We have we're, we're barely scratching the surface. Barely. Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> He's the way. The truth and the life. He's the way. This is the way. Get over here, Angie. Man, I'm late. But Jesus said, I am. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm not coming to see. I know, I know. But he didn't have to map. Same thing. You see Grab a chair and slide between those two. Hi, Angie. 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 Hi, no, the, the thing where you plug oh, it in. Oh, thing, yes, the one that does. Yeah, I can fix that. Okay. What you gotta do is flip your finger. No. I want to be there to see Hey, what time is service Sunday? Sorry. Uh, 10 o'clock. No. I thought you were doing the morning. No, no. We're having a revival Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, so be here, be circled. Is that the same person? Circle. I like the ceiling tiles. I can't roll. Oh, yeah. Alright, Ange, we're in uh, Romans uh, 4. Romans 4. He's right here. Jordan's right here. He's on the phone. What the heck? Where's he at? I know, he dished out. Man, how you flaking on everybody, homie? We won't tell anyone he was puking. Oh, Oops. What do you have? Um, stomach bug, probably. Stomach bug. Mushroom. Poison. <laughs> what did you have? The crap too? You got the crap? Thank you, Jordan. You got the crap? Here we go. <laughs> All right, back to Bible study, guys. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> what was Jordan gonna say about this? Oh, Galatians. You say, Jordan? You let them. Yeah. Everybody's memory these days. Hold yeah. it. Thank you for that. You COVID hit them and made them. <laughs> Continue on. Well, well, uh, on that. Because I had COVID and I got like, yeah, like loopy. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. It made me kind of like, I mean, I've been off, but now I'm off. <laughs> are, you, are you finally off your rocker there, Ranch? Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> Uh, All right, so behind me. <laughs> so back to it. So on that Galatians point, essentially what we read out of Galatians is how we're supposed to act. You know, it's a 
It's not trying to do good works. It's keeping your eyes on Christ because he's the one who justified us. And you show everyone else who Christ is that way. You know, not not by being a goody good two shoes. I follow the law. I have so many Bibles, it's not funny. I go to church on Sunday three times, you know. Oh, man. That's overdoing it, doesn't Right. It? But, like, you know, that, that mentality is yeah. what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. you, you're trying to. You hear the same thing all the time. <laughs> well, it just depends. If you're going to three different churches, I guess not, right? Yeah, I guess not. Oh, my goodness. But, it, you know. You do God's good work. Compare yourself to God's being a Right, exactly. So. Was that a. Was, was that a. Uh, Refresher for you, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, because when you read from 7 down to 10, the, you have to read the parts where it has to get the entire chapter, but so through 10 it tells you about what's supposed to be in your heart when you're doing this. Right, right. You're not supposed to sow. Read for something, or because it pleases yourself, you're supposed to sow and actually speak the Spirit, do the things of the Spirit. Because it's what you're supposed to do. Cool. Just the Bible part. It's not our mother. So we got to check our books. Yeah. Well, we're in service of God. Alright, let's not get distracted. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Fine. Verse 6 says, Each one should test his own actions, then he can take. Right. All right. So, so in the in that verse, right, verse nine, it says, "Is this blessedness only for the circumcised or for the uncircumcised?" Back to the question he was asking in the beginning, right? Yeah. We have, we have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstance was it credited? Right? We just went through the whole la- last half of chapter 3, reading that, you know, through, through faith it is credited as righteousness, right? But was it after he was circumcised or before? Right? Before. So, you guys, you guys remember it. Uh, that I, circle, that I said circle is a bomb, right? You guys remember why? Because that's the answer to the question, right? The whole thing is if we realize that it's not by the works we do, but it's by our faith, you know, that's what, that, that is what is righteous, right? It's not, the, it's not you being circumcised. It's not you being baptized, you know? It's about that renewing of the spirit, you know? So, go ahead, Jordan. It's talking about 
Yeah, he, he, he uses circumcision because it's a work. Right. It's essentially something you have to do. And the, the, the Pharisees, or probably the Jewish like nation at the time, held it in such regards where if they were just circumcised by that work, well, no matter what, um, I see myself as righteous. But when in act, it's not that work that makes you righteous. It's that way you live. Right, because in Abraham's story that he's talking about, not too much longer he takes matters into his own hands. Right, he ends up sleeping with the the handmaid and uh, has a has a child, and not by God's will, but by his own will, thinking he's going to do it himself. You know, and God God didn't use that child. He used the child that was he was going to use, right? And that was the Isaac, promise. the promise, who held the promise, right? Not saying that other child wasn't blessed. If that, that other child was blessed, and many nations were going to come from it, you know, as you can read in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. But you can see that not only that we, we can also fall away, and it, it happens, you know. Abraham, the father of us all, you know, because we're grafted in. That's our that's our lineage, essentially, you know, since we're grafted in. You know, our forefather, you know, the, the start of the whole thing, uh, start of the whole covenant, um, he messed up, you know. So it, it, it's going to show us that we mess up too because not too much longer he had a son named Isaac. And when, when he was put to the test, he took his son up to the mountain and was about to sacrifice him, right? He put his faith into action, you know, but God stopped him, you know. And that's the, that's the whole action there. It's not the work. That he, it's, the it's the faith because he lived in such a way that when God called him to go do that thing, he went and go, he went to go do that thing, right? Just like when God calls us to do something, I think it's actually a a verse, isn't it? Where if we're called to do something and we don't do it, it's essentially a sin. Oh, if anyone knows the good that he should do and doesn't do, it's sin. It's sin right. Like in Peter. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I, I think it's in Peter somewhere. Are you done, Jordan? Yeah, I didn't step on you too bad. So, so back to it. Verse 11, it says, And he received. What am I mute? And he received circumcision as a sign, a seal of righteousness. Remember, we're sealed too, right? As it says in Ephesians. A seal of righteousness. That he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then, he is the father of all who believe, but not have been circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. Right? Anyone who has that same faith, right? Mm -hmm. Even, whether circumcised or not, as it's going to continue to say, and he is then also the father of the circumcised who not only are circumcised, but who also follow in footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham 
had before he was circumcised. So whether you're circumcised or not, and you have that faith, right? You have that faith, you're credited as righteous, right? It's written in there as we're going to read in a couple more verses. It really has nothing to do with being circumcised. Right. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because circumcision is a work, right? right? Exactly. If you have that faith, you're going to... You're gonna live. You're gonna want to be baptized, right? In our case, you know, because it's a, it's a. I'm running a blank. My brain died. What what is baptism again? The outward expression of the inward confession of the spirit, right? Right. Okay. Right. You want to know what Jesus' true baptism was? Huh? His death, burial, and resurrection. What? He was baptized into our sin and buried with it. And then he raised the newness of life. That's the same image that we do when we say we're going to follow him. So, so verse 13, here we go. Now we're all caught up, right? Here we go. He says, It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, faith means nothing, and the promise is worthless, right? So if we, we, if we essentially focus on the works and think the works is what we need to focus on, well, you're, you're wrong. You know, you've already fallen short. Once you sin, essentially it's worthless, right? But if we... If we come to the realization that, man, I think the New King James actually reads this beautifully. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've read this like six times. Almost every Bible study we haven't done this, I've read this like in every other thing. But I think the New King James Version says it beautifully. Um, because So uh, faith means nothing, right, if it's by the works. But... If it's not by faith and it's by works, then we all we all fall short, right? None of us are worthy, right? As it says in Revelations, when John gets raptured, who's 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 worthy to open the scroll, right? One of the elders say it, right? And what happens to John? He starts weeping because no one's there, and then all of a sudden, a lot a lion that looks like it's been slain, right? A lamb, or a lamb that looks like it's been slain comes to open up the scroll. Right. Bomb, right? Oh, it gives me chills every time. It's a good book to read. It's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go 13 through 15. That's the that's the same thing we just read. That was the new King James. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I get why the NIV says it in, in the way it is because it's trying to simplify it in an easier understanding. But like I think in that in those couple verses, it, it sounds way better and easier to understand for me. Um. So verse fifteen it says because the law brings wrath. 
And where there is no law, there is no transgressions. Right? So verse 16. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. Right? He's trying to drill this into us. It is by faith. Faith. Right? So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. That's another way. Read that in King, uh, the New King James too. All right, so um, I do like how that one's phrased better. But the promise comes by faith so that me, right? So that's where the realization of it. If it's, if it's by the law, then we all fall short. No one's, no one's saved. But if it's by faith, well, then the promise comes by faith so that, the, so that it may be by grace. By grace, by God's grace. You know, what Jesus Christ did, that is what makes us righteous, right? The, the other way around, God's grace isn't there, right? But with by faith, God's grace is there. You see what I'm saying? That was James 4, 17 earlier. Anyone then who knows the good they ought to do. Oh, yeah. It sounds like James, actually. Sins. 4, 17. Oh man! Yeah. I, I would have. I would have been. I would have been. I don't. I probably would have been a do-gooder longer. <laughs> well, you just said you're going to read now. Right. Exactly. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead. And calls into being things that were not. See, that goes to Genesis. Uh, this is that was probably like around the time when he was gonna be circumcised. Um, is what he's uh, says. Genesis seventeen five is what that verse quotes. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it has been said to him. So shall your offspring be, right? You think he was like looking up at the stars with God? He's like, well, man, I better get busy. No. Nah, he was thinking of the future, right? He was thinking down the line, understanding that he's 100 years old, right? And that his wife's womb was dead, right? Oh, uh, he's never going to get to see. You should just keep reading. Other than his son, he was never going to get to see the things promised either. But he believed them. Right. And he believed that they came through Christ. So without weakening in his faith, oh wait, did I skip? So show your offspring. Okay, so verse verse nineteen it says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. I want to go back to the without weakening in his faith, right? His faith never failed. He just took his faith into his own hands, right? When he slept with his handmaid, right? He was doing his own will, you know, not not God's will, right? So since he was, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, right? Realizing that God says, oh, your offspring will be as many as the stars. He's 100 years old, right? 
and that Sarah's womb was also dead, right? He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had had power to do what he had promised. This is why it is credited to him as righteousness. Right? That, That belief through the whole time, you can read it all through Genesis until he died, his faith never never wavers. Even he blesses his ki- kid with it, right? <clears throat> Verse 23. The word it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, right? So clear is it written that when we read it, it, all, it it's also for us. It's not just for him alone because he was before the law. He was like 600 and something years before the law, right? So the law wasn't written yet, but he still was sought in that in 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 God's eyes as righteous because of belief alone, not because of the law, because the law wasn't there yet. It was greater than that. Christ Christ was the promise. Right. And he didn't come until thousands of years later. Right, and he was looking forward to that time. God God probably told him about it. You know. He had to to have the same faith we have. Right. Jesus said soon. Oh, it's soon. When soon? You don't know when soon. Soon When we all decide. When we all decide to say, yep, he's God. Right? Yeah. If we all just did it right now, we'd probably just be You know? So if you're out there, you know, give your life to the Lord, you know what I mean? Follow this yesterday. Today's day of salvation. Right. You know what, he said it in the beginning of the Bible study, though, you guys. It's a free gift. I never understood, even myself, when I was in the world, why I wouldn't accept something free. It's free. But we struggle with it. We always say, nothing's We struggle with it because of that saying, probably. It's because the Spirit changes the sin in your life. So for our... uh, it says, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Right? For that hope that when we die, we will be raised just like he was. Right? I added that, so. Right. Oh, is it over there? Yep. I didn't hear it. So, there's the good news, right? We went through all that bad news. Mm-hmm. We went through all that bad news. And then what did we realize? At the end of the, at the end of this chapter, what have we realized so far? Faith. We have faith. We can all be saved, right? Through faith. Not by what we do. You can be an evil person. Yeah, you can give your life to the Lord in the last 10 seconds of your life, right? As long as you truly do it, you're saved, right? All it is is belief. So that, so that, that, that guy on the cross at the end says you'll be with me in heaven, right? It's because he believed. Right? The other guy didn't. 
and he says that today you will be with or today, yeah yeah today yeah, you'll be with me in paradise. yeah today you'll be with me in paradise I'd like to say something to that you guys none of us should wait that's listening or that's here or whatever none of us should wait to accept Christ but I've been I've been um, in many hospital rooms and at many deathbeds in people's homes where people gave their life to Christ on that day or the day before, you know, a couple days before or whatever. And the whole time they fought, they fought it. But in the end they knew, and they knew the whole time they knew. When they asked forgiveness, they asked forgiveness for that first and then all the things they did. Because they knew. I've seen it over and over and over again. There's not one that doesn't know. Yeah, don't don't wait. Life is so much if he can save us for an eternal life, he can save us from this life too, you know what I mean? How much more can he do here in us? You know? Or for us. When I say that I'm not talking about worldly things, I'm talking about our friends and our families, our loved ones. How much more? So co-workers judging each other. Amen, sister. They're watching. That's the, that's the start of the new beginning. Uh-huh. Right? They're watching. So with knowing all that and understanding what this is, it means so much more, right? Yeah. It's more than just that first day that you were saved. You you have an understanding of how you were saved, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, so much. That's why. I, that's why we kept going over. And like when we were online, I didn't want to go over it online because I didn't want you guys to miss this very important fact. Yes. You know that there's yes. nothing that you can do. God doesn't owe you anything, no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. But He's done everything. Right. And that's what it is. The whole story is that He did it. Mm -hmm. We didn't do anything. Right. We just accepted him. Right. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Love yeah. I heard a pastor say one time, Jesus already took 99 steps. He just wants you to take one. Right. And you yes. know what? You know what? It wasn't true. Jesus took 100 steps. Yeah, he took them all. You just need to turn. Yeah. He just he wants you on the phone. <laughs> and I want to say something else to you guys. It's not just for salvation. It's for everyday life. Amen. Yes. What is the turn every time we recognize we're outside of him? Nick was questioning the lion and the lamb. Okay. Um, uh, Jesus part? being both. Oh. Um, when Jesus came the first time, he came as the lamb, the sacrifice. Um, and, and, and I talked about it on Sunday too, the, the Passover lamb, um, the sacrifice of Passover lamb. Well, Jesus was the final sacrifice, the only one that was needed. He was the sacrificial lamb. Right. The complete, perfect sacrifice. Now, when he comes back again, when he comes back and puts his feet on this earth again, he's coming as the lion and, and, and his judgment. Yeah, the rapture, the rapture and the second coming of Christ are two different things. People, people put them together, but it's not together. It's what the... I referenced it earlier. Who is worthy to open this, this scroll, right? That scroll couldn't be opened because that was God's judgment. And right? each seal on the scroll is a judgment. Right, each one is a different one. And like, what, like, I think one of them is like giant hailstorm. Like a giant hailstorm. It's like... Each hail, each little ball of hail is like 150 pounds. So it's going to be just wrecking things. 
There's so many judgments in that. Mm -hmm. There's the there's the incense judgments being poured out. There's the the seals, the seven seals. There's the trumpet judgment. Each seal is a judgment. Yeah, and and Christ is the only one, the only one worthy to open it. That's the that's the Lion of Judah right there. You know, we see the Lion of Judah in God in the Old Testament. Yeah, and then Jesus came to satisfy that that wrath and anger, and but when he comes, he has to fulfill it too, because he gave his life, and nobody has the right to say that they weren't uh, they weren't called, or that he didn't do everything for them. Remember, I told you why wouldn't we do it if it's free? Right. And he did everything he's done. Yeah. And if we know, I was telling Jacob last night when I was younger, I used to pray all the time, just give me a glimpse of it. If I could have a glimpse of hell. I would be knocking on every door every day, and you know what I mean. I, I would imagine if we could see what what life without Christ is going to be, we wouldn't stop for anything telling the people we love. You know, but I never got a glimpse because I don't think I could. You know, not be able to It would be yeah, exactly. He definitely wouldn't look back. But but Jesus says, "Behold, I come, and my winnowing fork is in my." He's, he comes to the axe out. is already at yes. the root of the tree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the lion. The lion. Because yeah, you can see it in, in a lot of stories yeah. in the Old Testament. Is that yeah. God lets us be a certain way, eventually gives us over to those ways, and then His wrath comes right after. But understand, even as the lion, you guys, He's heartbroken. Yeah. And he doesn't punish the righteous. He did not want one to perish. But he doesn't have a choice because sin can't be before them. You know, the I said it on a Sunday a couple weeks ago, I think. Maybe it was this Sunday. I don't remember when I said it. But if there's there's no need for the sun or the moon or anything in heaven, no lamp or nothing, because God's glory, his brilliance lights up heaven for us. The, the earth and the sky, they run from him. That he's just, if we went before him, we'd be like standing in front of the sun, we would perish. Would you perish in front of the sun? Like, if you were close to it? Oh, of course. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's too hot. You understand? Yeah. And so, so the only reason why we're not going to perish at that time is because we're going to be without sin within Christ. In Christ. So we're going to be in the glory of God. He justifies us to glorify us. He takes us into the glory of God. So a person with sin can't enter in. You see the craziness? But he did everything in his power to, to take away sin from man, but man didn't accept it. He gave him a choice. So he's still heartbroken. He comes as he has to come as the the lamb, or the lion because the, the the time is over. Yeah. Just and, and everybody made a choice. You know, the Bible's very clear over and over again. It's not God who condemns you. You condemn yourself. So he's broken over it. He really is. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Not yeah. one. Free gift. Why not? You know? That's crazy, huh? It is. It really is. So, Sometimes you just want him to tell us, do this. Don't do nothing else. Just do this. And but he gave us a choice. We have to choose. We want to do that, 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 or do the right you know, it's okay one way or the other because Christ covers you, but yeah, the closer you get to the closer you get to him, the more you the more you you see the love he had for you, the more love you have 
The Bible says that we don't love him because we love him. I mean, we only love him because he first loved us. Right. We only know what love is because God loved us. You know? So we do the things we do in Christ because of his love. It's, it's overwhelming. I was thinking that too. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's, it's like, man, once you understand what God did for you and the love that he had for you, and, and you have that love in your heart, you want to share that with others. That's what brought all of us. Somebody loving us that way. Right? In spite of ourselves. And then in Christ, we learn to get past ourselves so we can love others. Craziness. Yeah, and then you. Paul, you didn't tell us about Peter. Was it Peter? It was James, I said. Oh. James, well, I got James over James here. 14, James 14, 17. 17. <laughs> so let me, let me cut. James who? 14, 14 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, Oh, and what no. were we reading? So like, oh, Romans. Romans. Romans 4. Mm -hmm. It took us a month to get through. That's because we kept bailing. That's because Jacob was a crybaby. He didn't come down the mountain with a stone. Next time, I'm just going to show up with all you guys. There it is. The seventh seal, that's mentioned in all the Bibles, right? The Bible verse and all of them? Or just, it's just Revelation? It's in Revelation and, I, and Daniel. But in Daniel, Daniel, he tells him, he tells him, he asks what's in the scroll and he says you can't. Don't worry about it. It's nothing it's sealed up. Yeah. So no one knows. He's the only one that can open it. Yeah. What's, in, what's inside is described in Revelation. Yeah. What's yeah? What's well? Each seal has something different, but what's inside is our names are written in the Book of Life. That's why John was crying because if nobody could open the scrolls, everything we believed was in vain. Right. But because somebody was worthy to open the scroll. Only one that he brings those worthy as the land that was slain, that those uh, plagues upon the earth, and then boom. You understand? In um, twenty, I think twenty nineteen of Revelations, it talks more about um, what happens after. And and to us too, you know. Oh yeah. And um, goes in what we what we saw at Good News Nights. Were you guys here last week? Well, last week at Good News Nights, uh, he, he meets with pa Peter, and when he meets with Peter, uh, he says, "Hey, can I stand in your boat?" Gives a parable, and the parable says, "Uh." uh, uh that the fish will be gathered up in the end days oh, yeah. and sorted from the good and the bad, and the bad will be thrown away into a furnace to burn, essentially, right? Yeah, he talks about it all out. You know, in Matthew, um, the, the, towards the end, 
um, between the Before. triumphal entry and, and his and his um, crucifixion, he talks about um, the, the, a, a pretty good dissertation of the yeah, Luke goes through it too. That's Matthew 24. Yeah, and I think it's Luke's. And Luke thir or Matthew 13 too talks about it. Parable explained talks about it. Parable of the, the week. Yeah, there's, there's a couple ways he describes it, but essentially that's what the end of Revelation talks about. It's that of, of those parables. You know, at the end days, here you go. You go this way, and you go this way. You go this way, and you go this way. And then one goes with God and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool thing when, and it's when you faith. read, a lot of people won't read the Revelations because it's scary, right? Because of what's happening in them. But if you go in reading, um, understand, like, um, I believe that in John, or in Revelation 4, verse 1, is when John got to experience the rapture. He, he got the vision of the rapture. And, and so everything that happens after that, the church is already done. So everyone who believes is already taken out. You know, so, so look at it that way. Or, you know, everyone has, I, there's so many people have a different, if it's pre-tribulation. If, if you guys online have prayer requests, go ahead and get them in. There's a lot of theories on that. Um, but but the fact is to read to read because there's there's promises that God has. He says He says He has not appointed us to receive you. And so I believe in that. Them seals being broken, the bull judgments, the incense being poured out, the trumpets, that's all God's wrath being poured out on it. Right. And, and if you understand it, it's a it's a wrath of deserving because we live in a grace period right now. Before Christ, there was no grace. That's why there was. That's why they were punished for their sins, right? Well, now they're just the sins aren't being just wiped away. There's still a punishment coming, coming, right? So, like if you read the end, it talks about that it was so bad that he had to stop, otherwise it would destroy the world. You know, and that's how much we have sinned against God. That that's how much wrath was coming. There is a judgment coming for all of it. Right. Wrath coming for all of it. Because justice Christ, has to be served. Christ's blood is holding it back right now. Right. But when, but when the Holy Spirit, the uh, Thessalonians talked about it too. When the, when the Holy Spirit's taken out of the world, well, we have the Holy Spirit within within us, and if the Holy Spirit's taken out of the world, the Holy Spirit's not taken out of us. We go. We go with it. Right. The problem is he's also omnipresent, so there's not a person. That's why we're under grace. There's not a person that doesn't experience God every day, no matter who they are. Can you imagine when there's no God at all yeah. left in the world, just oh, taken okay. out? Total talks, chaos. Talks about that, too, because the Holy Spirit is the one withholding the enemy back right now. But when the Holy Spirit's taken out, now he has free reign. He comes into power. At that time, at that time, remember I told you guys, we all know. That sounds like we talked about the 144,000. Okay, the 144,000 is between the six and the seven seals. And that's where uh, it's like a giant revival. And that's where people get saved. Essentially, even in that time of wrath, God wants them to come back, you know. 
and the 144,000 are just like 144,000 milligrams that everyone likes to say. And then it says there's 10,000 on 10,000, right. you know, of people getting saved. And I think when it talks about them being up there with John, it's like a glass ceiling of how many people get saved or something like that. Right. Like, the 144,000 are 144,000 Jewish people. Ten, uh, twelve thousand from each, each tribe. tribe. Twelve tribes, and, and ones that he has sealed. The angel comes and seals, and it talks about that too. Um, so yeah, the hundred forty-four thousand are are Jewish people that that um, that are sealed in the end days. There's always a remnant. There's always a remnant. Um, so that that's where that number comes in. But man, that. That, yeah, you you talked about it, the the hundreds of the thousands upon thousands. Yeah, he's like ten thousand on ten thousand, and it's just what he can see, you know. And if you realize, like, you could be in a you could be in a room with five hundred people giving a speech, and you can be like, well, that's about five hundred people, you know. But if you're in a ballpark stadium, you're like, well, I don't know if this is ten thousand or a hundred thousand, you know. You just you just know it's a lot, and that's what. That's what John's describing and what he's seeing, you know, because he's he has to write this all down, you know. So it's gonna be a pretty crazy time. Before we go on, anyone online gives your prayer requests some order. Yeah, I want to close with the with the lie though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I told you guys everybody knows, and they're just like believing the lie because they want to live the way they want to live. And Romans one. And what um, what. Paul was mentioning in Thessalonians is that when this time takes place, Memo thinks it's like happening now. And I'm not going to dispute that because I don't know the truth about it, to be honest with you. But when that time takes place and the Holy Spirit's removed from the world, the Bible says in Revelations in three or four different places that the devil is the deceiver. He's deceived them. And, and, and all the people he deceives get cast with him. Okay? So what happens is we're choosing the lie now. I gave them eyes, but they cannot see. I've given them ears, but they cannot hear. We're choosing it now because of what we want to do. But the Bible says when that when the spirits removed like that in Thessalonians, that uh, a delusion is going to come over everyone, and they're going to believe the lie they were choosing. Because mm-hmm. that's when the chaos comes mm-hmm. without God in the world. Do you understand? Some pretty crazy stuff. First. First and second Thessalonians goes over, Paul goes over in the letters, and um, they're, they're shorter books. So yeah, read them, you and you'll, you'll, come, you'll see it all, yeah. And, and they were confused in the first book, and so he wrote them again in second Thessalonians, and, and, and brought it up in second Thessalonians 2. Um, but it's pretty good, it's I mean, it's powerful. It's like, that's why I say we shouldn't wait. Anybody who knows, if we're all being called, and if the Holy Spirit's convicting our hearts, we just need to give in to Him. I want to say one more thing too about about this. A lot of people get caught up in the end time stuff. They're yeah. trying to figure it out and really trying to do it and try to try to unravel it. Um, God tells us what's going to happen for a reason, not that we get caught up and try and and, and wait try and, oh wait wait uh, it's going to be ten days from now. No, it's not about that. What it's about is recognize the things that are going to happen because we need to get busy. And when we we should be busy now. But when we see these things start to come to pass, we need to be even more busy 
because there's a lot of people that we love, that we care for, that don't have their bus pass yet. We, we, need, we need to be out there. We need to be speaking to them, sharing the love of Christ with them. This life is just a ticket into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully going and growing. You guys, what you just said is the same with growing in Christ. Our faith is in the we receive freedom by growing in Christ through our faith. So we we want to long to know Him more and deeper. You know. Just like earlier, I think Paul said that He molds us. In his image. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes time, and yeah, yeah. there are hurdles. I know I've been yeah. molded, and I'm hurting, and I'm, ooh, yeah. but I feel it, yeah. but I know that it's free, that's faith. Yeah, it's more faith. And if, and if it eases the pain, right? The more yeah. you believe, the more you have faith, the less yeah. the pain. Yeah. That's a spoiler because it's in the middle of Romans. Oh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is? We got the more it. you look, man, the more you get. Since we understand it so much from these first four chapters, these next chapters are going to be easier to digest right. because we, we're seeing the picture, you know? Yeah. So we can get deeper in these these yeah. later chapter, yeah. chapters, you know? So you're already seeing, yeah. you know, you're already seeing yeah. what chapter 8 is talking about. Did you already read it all? Huh? Did you already read it all? I was reading about something. I was reading about the Great Tribulation. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hi, Joe. Just... Just realize, just realize that the same, same, same gets all demons get trapped in the abyss or get locked up in the abyss yeah. for a thousand years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and gets released one last time. Yeah, at the end of the thinking, yeah. thinking they're going to come out and win a battle. Yeah, there's going to be like well, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that will be deceived though. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a quick. They're being yeah. deceived yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Being true. Deceived now it's just yeah. like commercials. Because now yeah. it's not locked up. I know. Exactly. But I mean, it's locked up. It gives more chance for people to learn about their being in the intervention. Yeah. And know this. Know this. That God, God's not. God, I, I heard. Um, um, oh, gosh. I can't remember. Skip Isaac talking about this. Know that God's not, God's not running around chasing Satan. God, uh, and Satan's not eluding God. Satan has to come ask permission from God. God exactly. allows it right now. God it's like allows a it. And, and we, so we have a choice to make. Right? Yeah, but then, but when God puts his foot down, you need to fruit. That's, that's when it happens. So. Hi, Mom. Mom says it's good to see Nick at the table. Yeah, me too. Amen, Mama said. Mom said, pray for Israel and those being persecuted in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Any other prison liner? When you read the letters from the seven churches, each letter ends with a with pray to the Holy Spirit to open your ears. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all warnings. It's all warnings. Yeah, I think we'll in that time of the hundred and forty four thousand with the two witnesses. Oh, I yeah. think there's two angels going back and forth saying this is wrong uh, this yeah. is this is this is not the way it is, or this is the Antichrist, or yeah. you know, going back and forth in oh, the sky. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, can you imagine that? <laughs> 
People are still turning away from God. No, the Bible says they just keep turning their hearts away, turning yeah. Just like Pharaoh. After just the like two witnesses get killed in the street, too, they come and they have gifts. They open gifts like it's Christmas. Because they're not being persecuted by them anymore. Because the, they just keep the, hardening their hearts. The witnesses were able to call down. They shot fire out of their mouths to yeah. consume anybody who came against them. That's right. Oh, I, I, that's an image that just will stay in my head. Think about it. That's so sad. Yeah. But then after you watch the movie, it's crazy that they're going to come and do open presents. Like, yeah. like it's Christmas. The whole world, world. Yeah, it's, it's an art because all the people that are left are, are under the delusion. Yeah. And where you were reading in Thessalonians, uh, the Bible says that the Antichrist is going to set himself up as God in every temple. And you know, I, I when I was younger, I thought that was all the churches. It's not. It's every heart. Mm-hmm. We're the temple. The God's the temple. Supposed to live in. God's supposed to, God created us to live in us, right? But we put other things in place of them. It? It's terrible. I think that's the end of the prayers online. Okay. You gonna pray for us, Nick? <laughs> I want to make it. Jordan. You're out there, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> the last show you were stage, and you talk with God regularly. I'm not sure you talk to him. Pray for the revival, Jordan. Pray for the revival, Jordan. Yeah, go ahead. Father, we just, we thank you, Father. We thank you for this time together, Lord, and, and the study, Lord. And just, um, I, I thank you that there's more people here, Lord. And, and I just pray, Lord, that your spirit just moves in all of us and those that can't be here, Lord. We pray, Lord, that your spirit speaks to them all, Lord. And, and we thank you for that, Father. Uh, we thank you for your presence in our life, Lord. And, and we do that, that we do lift up Israel and, and all those nations, Lord, all those people being persecuted, Lord, and um, send people, Lord. Help us to be the people to those around us, Lord. Help us to be uh, more willing and more open, Lord, um, and not afraid to share you, Lord. Um, just give us a, a, a spirit of boldness, Lord, and, and help us to shine your light, Lord, help us to overcome the things that are distracting us or, or derailing us, Lord, help us to lean to your power, Lord, and, and just to spend that time with you, Lord, that we would be growing and overcoming all those things, Lord. Um, we, we want to pray for the revival, Lord, and, and, and just like I was praying, Lord, that's a revival in us, Lord, that, um, that we would uh, grow in you, Lord, that our spirit would be renewed, um, renew us, Lord, pour, pour us afresh when the song says, um, to, to pour your spirit out in us and renew afresh. Um, even one of the other songs talks about making new wine, so let us be that new wine um, that, that shows the people who you are, Lord. Change our hearts, Lord. Change our thoughts, our feelings, Lord. Change the way we act, Lord. Help us to be more like the kingdom of Jesus, Lord. We lift up this revival, Lord, and pray that people will come in. Help 